Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Returning Home. This is your host, Natalie Sapinski. It is a pleasure to be back. I have been off the air for about three weeks, maybe even four weeks. It's been a long time. We've had non-stop Chagim holidays here in Israel. And I'm just looking over the calendar since I last um, spoke to all of you. That was like middle September. Um, And I'm looking at the holiday schedule and it was September 25th was Rosh Hashanah. And then Yom Kippur was October 4th and Sukkot was October 9th until the 17th. And these were all falling in the middle of the week on Sunday nights, um, Yom Kippur on Tuesday night. We were so busy here in Israel. Um, if you keep all these holidays like I do, so many of us do, it was nonstop working in the kitchen. I, I felt like a maid and a cook like a slave. It was exhausting. It was really exhausting. Um, and the kids come and go. So you always have to have food available and then you have to do it all again, you know, like cook it again and and do the dishes again. And it's tiring. It's very tiring. And, um, finally it's over. And I feel a little bit bad saying it this way, you know, like complaining I mean, glad it's over, but it really is work for, for us women and for me and people who don't live near a place where you can pick up food. You know, people say to me sometimes, why don't you just get ready-made food? Well, we live far from the cities, you know. Gush is probably the closest place, or maybe Kiret Arba. I don't know. Um, I don't know why I don't, I don't get food done. I, I'm sure I could find a place. I'm sure I could do catering and find it, but... You know, you want your food to, you want your kids to eat your own food. I know how to make food. It's just, it really is exhausting. It really wears you down. Um, your skin, your your hands get dry from doing all the dishes. If you don't wear gloves and, um, you know, constantly washing the tablecloths and <laughs> it's just like constant, constant preparing food. You get sick of it. You get sick of your own food. Um, so that was a long time. That was about four weeks, I think. Uh, I just was pulling up the calendar here. And it was it was a lot. It was long. Um, so it is great to be back. And I will, you know, tell you, I did some recordings um, between the end of summer and now I will play them for you. And I even took some recordings and I hope you don't mind this, but I just loved this. I took some recordings of the radio. I drive um, now. I joined a, a gym in a rod where I swim during the winter. And on the way there, I listened to the radio because the audio, the auxiliary cable in my car is broken or something like that. So I have to actually listen to the Israeli radio. And I was catching all the ads, all the Rosh Hashanah ads, and I just loved it. So I recorded some of them. It's all in Hebrew. I want you to hear how the culture here is so Jewish. You know, all the ads and all the DJs are talking about the holidays and Everything. It's, it's the whole theme of everything. And even the, the advertisements, they're, they're advertising on behalf of the sponsors and talking about the discounts and how this is the best meat you can get and all this type of thing. And it's just so great that the greetings are all involving the holidays. And it, it's just, it's, it's, I loved it. I loved it. And I, I, I don't know how else to say this, but my heart was so full when I was listening to this. So I recorded it for you. Some I translate, some I don't. But I just want you to hear because then it's like you're here in Israel with me. 
with us, where you should be, where you want to be. And it's nice to, to hear that and, and feel part of life over here. So I, I have that for you also. And um, then we'll just talk a little bit today. My um, schedule is extremely full. My mother is here from America. She came um, a few days ago because I have a bar mitzvah this coming week. It'll be Parshat Noach. It is my last bar mitzvah, my, my youngest child, my youngest son. And my two sisters are also coming in with uh, one child each. The first time they've been in Israel since 2005. They've never been to Susia. Um, so I am so excited. And then I have some people coming from around Israel coming here. So there's a lot to organize. I, I have the whole Shabbat to to do. We're doing meals and all this. And I know it's kind of the hard way. Now it's very popular to do an event midweek. So it's, it's much easier. Um, you rent a hall, you do a party and that's it. But my son didn't want that for all of our other sons. We did an entire Shabbat, which means guests come and you have to find places for them to stay. And I have to have three meals catered and I have to set up the tables and clear the tables. I have to hire people to to wash dishes, to set the tables, to heat the food, all this type of thing. It's, it's a lot. It's a really a lot. Um, but he wanted it, and, I, I, and I've done it before. I know I could do it. I have friends to help me, and it is a big deal. And um, I'm glad he, he wanted that, so we'll do that. He'll read the entire Torah portion. We're doing it on a hilltop. We're not doing it in the synagogue. That's also new. Um, we're doing it on the hilltop where our, there are two houses and a goat herd. And we'll be reading the Torah up there. I have someone bring a Torah up for me. It'll be special. Um, so that is taking up my time. I've been planning this for weeks, for weeks. Um, people are making cakes for us. I'm doing an Oneg Shabbat Friday night after the meal. And um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Very exciting. And then um, a week after that, my sisters are staying here. So I will be touring them around Israel. And then on November 10th, um, I am flying to America. I will be coming to South Florida to meet with supporters and tell everyone about the wonderful work with Rescuers Without Borders, Hatzalala Logvulot. So if any of you listeners would like me to come speak to you in your home, your community, please reach out and let me know. I will be there for 10 days, November 10th until November 21st, and uh, talking about our work and, and letting people know how they're making a difference and how important it is to keep supporting these rescuers who are amazing, amazing human beings. And they did a lot of work even in Uman um, this past Rosh Hashanah. A lot of Israelis go to Uman to go to pray at the grave of Rabbi Nachman. I think I spoke about this in my last show. We've had a team there for a couple of years. And um, that's pretty big deal um, because there are a lot of people all of a sudden there in this, in this town. But, you know, we have ongoing work here. It's been a rough time here. I'm sure you all hear the news of all the different terror attacks that have been happening really nonstop. Um, the the uh, the climate here kind of changes, you know, now and then. Sometimes it's calmer. Sometimes it's you have to be more vigilant. And it's been ha it's, it's been bad. Um these these past couple weeks and uh, a lot of lot of terror, a lot of uh, road accidents, uh, incidents and stabbings, and our rescuers are out there, you know, attending to all these people who are injured. Um, and it's it's a, it's a lot to. I mean, I can't even keep up with all the attacks. I'm I'm posting them on Facebook, but it's like too many. It's it's so many. 
and I, I it's just it's, uh, it's it's a bit overwhelming. Um, so we, we really need support and more support, and that's why I'm I'm flying over. So I'm gonna get off now and stop talking and play for you some of the recordings I made um, a couple of weeks ago, and um, then I'll pick up at the end. Hi everybody, I'm out here. Um, this is the first day I haven't had to open the pool in four months, and it's actually quarter to seven in the morning. I left the house at six ten, I think, with this great feeling now, just looking at the clock, knowing I can take my time. I just feel so free, and it's just these little things in life, I guess, that give us these little, um, you know, feelings of happiness, you can call it, right? It's never really my goal, but wow, it's so, I feel like I'm getting away with something. Oh, it's so, so great. Um, little changes, you know, and I guess they happen everywhere in life, no matter where you live, here in Israel or, or in your home country outside of Israel. Changes in your schedule, and that's something that I think is really, um, I don't know if it's important to talk about or if it's something that everyone should focus on, but change, you know, change is good, change is healthy, learning new things, changing your schedule, getting a new job, moving to a new place, it shakes things up, yeah, it's challenging, yeah, it's hard, yeah, but it keeps you, like, sharp, it keeps you, um, you know, young, it gives you energy, you learn new things, you have to, you have to adapt, you have to, you know, uh, use different skills sometimes. And it's uncomfortable. And um, even, you know, if you don't drive for a long amount of time, and then getting in the car the first time and driving, you know, it's uh, a little bit scary, worrisome. But once you do it, you, you get confident. Going to a new place, you know, getting try, trying something new. Um, it's, I guess, risky, but it's, uh, it, it, it awakens something within us, and it's uh, very healthy to do. Change is good. So if, if, you know, you're happy and content and everything's going great for you where you are, that's all good, okay? But if your dream is to live in Israel one day, there's no need to to wait till it's going to be easy and comfortable. It'll never be easy and comfortable, we hope, right? The only time it's going to be easy and comfortable is when you're dead. So come while you're alert and awake and you can handle the challenges. And you can ask for help. Lots of people are here to help you. I'm here to help you. Everyone on the show will help you. I've been doing this show now for two and a half years. And um, I'm guessing I have about 80 or so interviews. So that's 80 people to help you. Right here at your fingertips. Plus all those Facebook groups, WhatsApp chats, and websites helping Aliyah, people who are making Aliyah, who have made Aliyah recently. Lots of help, okay? Lots of help. Not like once when uh, people made Aliyah in the 80s, when it was, it was very, uh, it, was, it was, you were like alone. Not at all. Not at all. Um, but my theme is change is good, change is healthy, embrace change. Look for ways to even like make small changes now. You know, small changes are also changes. Learning a new language, right? That's a change. Um, starting to trim down, like our recent guest said, getting rid of suits. Um, learning the geography. We never talk about that. 
Learn the geography where you're gonna go. Learn Israel from a map. Read all the all the uh, all the entries in the in the computer about these places. Wikipedia isn't the most reliable, but at least it'll give you something. But yeah, learn the map and uh, focus on different communities and learn them. You know, um, learning's great. I guess it's our human nature to maybe want to just coast and do what's familiar because even familiar things make us feel good right they do they they are they have their own little challenges going to the same vacation spot every year and doing the same um job and doing the same having the same circle of friends it's true it, it is comfortable to to be confident and, and know where you are know your place in your community in the world i agree and it's true it is a good comforting thing but uh keeping you young that's all about trying stuff that's new one thing i don't think i talk about often um and maybe i have and maybe i mean this in part of some of the things i say but it's kind of funny you know last night i had this event with um a lot of the women who help in the secondhand store and we did a renovation this summer and we had like this opening okay with like coffee and cake outside and music and open the store for people so they could all come in two hours that we normally don't open it was at eight o'clock at night eight to ten and it was really nice uh, you know we spoke i spoke a little bit someone else spoke and gave like a little talk and it was just really nice and um i was thinking about that today and my son has this uh, tekes coming up. A tekes is a word you'll know, you'll learn when you move here. It's a ceremony. Okay, ceremonies for all kinds of things. So we have one tomorrow for him. He's in San Hanim. He's in the paratrooper unit. It's going to be a big deal. Our first big deal. My other son also had a tekes. Not um, the same type. Not as big of a deal, I think. Pretty sure it wasn't as big as a deal. It was a big deal to us. But this is in Jerusalem. At the Kotel, at the Western Wall. And that was at a base. But in any case, um, I'm telling you this because the thing last night and my son, who's really, you know, matured, you, when, you, when you move here, when you move to any new place, I think, but especially here where you're so far away from where you came from, and especially when you come alone, you really have the chance, the opportunity to make your mark and um, not be dependent on your family reputation. And when I grew up, where I grew up, my family had been there for, for generations. So everybody knew me, everybody knew us. And I had special expectations placed on me. But here, starting life new, being uh, the first person in your family to come here, you don't have that. And you have the chance to create your own name for yourself. I love that. And I've become this... Um, you know, I do chesed. I run this second-hand shop and do it for charity. And um, it's not because my mom did it. It's because I've chosen to do it. And I have a great uh, bunch of women helping me and doing it with me. And I, I think that is so great. You know, you can, you can really form and create your own destiny, I guess. And 
your own way and for your own pet children and they can then follow. And I think that is the coolest. I don't have to depend on anybody doing it first. Hi everybody, I'm going to play you right now a recording from the radio. This is from actually September 20th. Rosh Hashanah was September 25th. So this is like part of the buildup to this big holiday. And um, I took so many clips from the radio, but this one is is a good one and I actually translated it at the same time. I hope you don't mind. It goes on for about a minute um, and 20 seconds. And um, I think it's worth listening to. It's like you're with here, with me here. It's like you're living here. And this is part of living in Israel. A lot of people come here. I think they kind of stick to their old familiar habits because it gives them a level of comfort and familiarity. And I understand that it's the same reason why some people move to English speaking communities to feel comfortable. There's enough changes. I get it. I do get it. But to listen to the radio, you hear these commercials, you hear these words over and over again, you hear these expressions, you hear Hebrew, live living Hebrew. And it's important to do. Um, If you are not here yet, if you're taking an ulpan, if you haven't mastered the Hebrew language yet, this is a very good, effortless way of doing it. It's just listening, you know, listening. And sometimes listening is active and sometimes it's inactive. But I think you really do pick stuff up even when you don't realize it. So I'm going to play this for you and you listen to it. And it gave me a big thrill when I heard this over the radio. Now, you know, 16 years after moving to Israel, I still get excited when I hear ads about the holidays on the radio. Here we go. ראש השנה אנחנו מזמינים אתכם לפתוח שולחן בג'סיקה שם אוכל מה זה טעים והאווירה אי אפשר לתאר אתם צריכים להגיע אז תזמינו לעצמכם שולחן כן אנחנו נדאג לפנק אתכם בשתייה מתנת גולדסטאר במוזיקה באווירה קדימה 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 להתקשר לג'סיקה להזמין לעצמכם שולחן לכם לחברים למשפחה בואו נפתח שולחן כן אנחנו מארחים את מאור אדרי ואת רותם כהן שהוציא דיסק חדש I'm just playing this for you, so you hear the radio here. You're missing some of the references, but they're talking about Shabbat, they're talking about Rosh Hashanah, and it's just awesome, you know? This is the culture. We are in a Jewish country, and you feel it. You really feel it um, when it comes time to the Chagim. I just love it, and I wanted to play you some of the radio so you can hear it, so you can feel like you're here with me. So that section was not the part I was referring to having the advertisement. That's coming up now. צריך לקנות, ואם קונים, אז קונים במחסני השוק. למה? כי הם עושים את החגים קנים. מחסני השוק מציעה את סל הקניות הזול במדינה. Saying this is where the cheap place is to buy, you should buy at this store. It's the store actually in our area. כמעט בכל השכונה תוכלו למצוא סניף של מחסני השוק, בכל הסניפים של מחסני השוק תוכלו למצוא קצביות, קצביות, מה זה, קטעקה, בשר במחסני השוק זה הסוד. קונים גם בשר איכותי, גם בשר טרי. 
Big pieces and they're a secret. It's a secret that this meat is so good. מה שנקרא מוכן לבישול, כל הטוב הזה קורה במחסני השוק ואם אתם רוצים להתפנק ורוצים שאנחנו ניתן לכם שוברים במתנה לקנייה במחסני השוק שלחו אלינו הודעות בוואטסאפ ל-050-97-97 Alright, I'm going to end the show here. Um, I know it's a little short today, but uh, I'm just getting back to routine. And as I told you, I have a full um, schedule. So we're not going to have a guest. And um, we will pick up probably in two weeks. But I will try very hard to get something together for next week. Um, you know, I, I see now my last show was um, actually, I just had it here, September 18th. And yeah, it's, a, it's, it's been a while and it's been a tough um, time, but mostly good, um, mostly good. So again, I, I mentioned this at the beginning of the program, I will be traveling to the States, um, the great state of Florida, actually, the end of, not not the end of, November, actually the kind of the middle of November, November 10th to the 21st. If any of you would like to meet, please reach out at Natalie at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. That's Natalie at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And write to me and let me know and let's try to set something up for you, for your community, in your home, in your place of worship, you know, your synagogue, your church, doesn't matter. People who love Israel, who want to hear what real life is like here on the ground in Judea and Samaria, daily life, behind the scenes, things that you don't hear from the officials or from the politicians, please, I would love to share my life with you and tell you what it's really like. I've done this before. I can keep it short. I can make it long. I can keep it formal. I can make it informal, whatever you want. Um, it's uh, it's worth hearing and it's worth meeting you in person and it, it would be great um of course when you come here so many of you do and i love that please reach out to me and i'll try to get you down to susia or at least give you a tour of harchavron we have um so many things have, have been happening that i have not been in there they keep popping up in my head i'll just share one of them quickly with you our region harchavron southern Hebron hills in english has 25 um different communities about 25 yishuvim and we have been around for 40 years. And just last week, we celebrated our 40-year, um, a big 40-year celebration. And it was at the um, the municipality building. And um, they had some singers there and, a, and a, actually like a small little orchestra. And they've made movies. And they, they even featured me in one of the movies with um, the secondhand store. And uh, I actually was a Susi representative from my community up on the stage holding a sign. And it was beautiful what they did. It was all outside. They built a stage. Um, now, you know, out here, we don't have like an auditorium. Nobody has an auditorium. There's no real place to have a concert. So they, re they build a stage every time there's a community concert, a community event. Um, at the school, they use the gym and they put a stage in the gym. Um, but for the actual region with, you know, about 10,000 people, they actually had to build a stage and they put all these chairs outside 
I think there were two or 3,000 people there. It was beautiful. It was very, very well done. Um, and it's, it's just funny, you know, when you live this kind of life, things just aren't um, developed, I guess, you know. There's a lot of things we need to do. And um, growth here is not so fast. Since I've lived here, um, we've doubled in size. Our, our issue, we're the biggest and the fastest growing one. But even so, we have 1,500 people here. And uh, my kids think that's a lot. I, I think it's a lot. But if you talk to anybody else, you know, that's small. That's small. Um, and we're the biggest community here. So we have about 200 families. And every family has an average of five kids. But, you know, um, that's an average. So people have eight, nine. And then the young couples have like one or two. Um, but children are seriously, you know, they outnumber the adults big time. And um, it's um, it's just, a, it really is a great life. And when you, um, you know, see all these holidays going by and the freedom that everyone has here and the the lifestyle and, you know, the Sukkot is just so, it's amazing. You know, my mom's here now and she said, does anyone here have a sukkah? Now she lives in a place where, you know, it's mixed communities. Not, you know, there's no overwhelming Jewish population. She lives right outside of Wilmington and um, there's nobody has a sukkah there. I said to her, of course, everybody has a sukkah. It's just so funny. People are now taking down their sukkot and they're taking down all their schach, um, it's called, the, the branches, the live branches on top. And, um, getting ready for winter. And I'm actually collecting some of those and putting them on top. So we have a, a roof on our porch for winter, but it's just so, it's such an outdoor life. Um, I, I think, I think I spoke about this last, my last show, but the seasons, you know, right now also there's really no fruit in Israel. It's very funny. It's the beginning of citrus. So there's nothing really fruity. There's some apples, there's some bananas, but there's no like tons of overwhelming fruit. Like in the summer, you know, you see, mangoes you see plums you see peaches you see nectarines and grapes and now there's you don't really see that and my mom is saying well how come there's no fruit i'm like well the season's over and new season's starting she's oh it's not like that in america we always have fruit i'm like yeah you do you import it she's like yes we do i'm like and we import it too we do but i don't buy really imported fruit because the local stuff is so good why would i buy imported fruit and you just change i guess when you live here not everyone not everybody does what i do but it's, um, you know, it's part of, I guess, growing up and, and making changes in your life. And what's an easier way to do it? What, what easier way to change your life and to, to move, right? And to live in a different culture. You can change everything. You can change absolutely everything. You can change the way you speak and the, the references you make and what makes you laugh and what you're referring to and what fruit you eat and what your diet is. You, you can really make a lot of changes. And some of them, you know, good, and some of them you don't like, I guess. But it is very uh, renewing. And I, and I see it so, so clearly when my mom comes because she is the way I used to be. You know, I was raised by my mom and my dad. And um, I see the way she talks and what her references are. And they're like old to me. They're old, old meaning in the past. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why haven't you... Um, advanced. Why don't you know these other things? And it's because in her world, 
and this isn't everybody, but I remember this about myself. Mostly Americans reference America and the news there and everything you know there. In Israel, it's different. It's much more international. And Israel's politics and the worldview is just very different. And my children are, are evidence of that, the way they, the, the, the references and, and their likes and their hobbies and, you know, they follow soccer. You know, they don't follow football. They don't even know what football is. They think football is soccer um, and basketball. And, um, and it's just different. It's different. Their politics and, and their views and what they think and what they know. Um, especially when it comes to terror and and and, um, and like Arab terrorism and terror attacks and things like that, there's sort of a matter of fact about them here. My kids know all about these things. Um, we all do. It's an unfortunate part of living here. And I was interviewed recently on a television. Uh, sorry, I was recently interviewed on a podcast called Penny for Peace, and it's a woman who um, talks about and brings people on her show to. Um, foster and encourage peace between Arabs and Jews. And she's asked me a lot of questions about that. And um, it was it was just interesting to hear her her comments on how she kept telling us it was so unfortunate that we that we don't have peace here. And I said, well, we you know we do live. To, she said, you know, it's not good that you don't trust each other. You don't live together. I said, we actually do live together. Arabs and Jews do live together. We live, you know, in each other's lives. We see them at the supermarket and at the hospital and on the roads. We just don't live in the same communities. And she seemed to think that was bad. I, I don't think it's bad. It's the way it is. Um, they don't want us in their communities and we don't want them in ours. She's like, oh, that's apartheid. And I told her, I don't think that's what apartheid means. You know, this isn't the same thing at all. Apartheid is actually legal. This is choice. But um, I don't even know why I'm telling you that. It's just a, a different view. I guess it's just a different view. But we can talk about that. Um, all of you who have been writing to me over the past couple weeks thank you for doing that um and um if any of you want me to come visit you while i'm stateside please get in touch with me again at natalie at israelnewstalkradio.com and um those of you who uh continue to uh listen to the other programs on this station you know and write in about them i got some really nice feedback from tomorrow about um, people enjoying the show and I'm, I'm glad it's uh it's a struggle sometimes to find guests because some people aren't comfortable coming on the air and then some people have been here so long it's uh it's a different world today than it used to be making aliyah today is much much easier than way back then even in the 80s even in the 90s it's just different so um maybe it's not so relatable so i i, I kind of try to find people who made aliyah in the last few years and um, then what happens? You get the same kind of stories over and over again. But I think everybody has their own challenges, no matter what. And I'll, I'll keep finding new people to bring on and tell their stories. And um, if any of you have specific questions or you want a specific topic covered, please let me know and I'll do my best to, to get that taken care of and get that covered for you. Because this program was created to be informational, not just, um, you know, not just sharing stories and and um, it, I think it's become a little more sharing stories. And when everyone's story is the same, it gets a little boring. And I do understand that. And people have told me that. And I, um, I have taken that into account. So I will try to make those changes. And I want to thank all of you for listening today. And wish you all a great week. And I will let you know how the bar mitzvah goes. 
and um, thanks for listening. get the inside news on Israel. At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candlelighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Garris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. opinion and more you're listening to israel news talk radio